93.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you with one deviation, and that'll come up in about 15 minutes. We will tell you about that uh, here momentarily. The BMW of Des Moines guest list at the bottom of the hour or thereabouts, uh, our friend Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, will join us. Uh, full disclosure, PA is on the radio right now in the Twin Cities, so we um, stayed late. Well, stayed late. Twelve <laughs> fifteen. You stayed late. <laughs> um, Put a little overtime yesterday oh, and uh, taped Paul Allen. You all right? Yeah, I'll be okay. Um, but anyways, we're going to play that at 10.30 this morning on the NFL draft, etc. the Minnesota Vikings, the NFC North. Our friend Paul Allen will join us at 10.30. We're going to look at the Big 12 with Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports, NIL, and probably come up. But for the most part, I think it's going to be an NIL uh, free zone here this morning, and I'm all for that. Although I just want to say this one thing: there's a eye-opening piece at the Athletic on how Texas A&M has gone about this, mm-hmm. and how they are playing at an entirely different level. Yeah, holy mackerel! These guys can't—they're they're elbowing each other the, out of the way to get up there and turn in their check for millions of dollars. They want to outdo, keep not keep up with the Joneses, beat the Joneses. It's unbelievable how much the Aggie alums are willing to write checks to. Uh, not be relevant, they're relevant in sports, but football, uh, to see if they can get over the Alabama hump that does remain. So, that uh, Matt Postens on the Big 12 coming up here at 11.05. And then it's Wednesday, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our friend David Kaplan. We will head to the Twin Cities, talk about Cappy. Seems like it's going to end tonight for the Bulls. The curtain will come down, unless you have another opinion, do you? Uh, they might hang around. Do you? Yeah. Levine's out. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. right. They're going to ugly this thing up. Yeah, We'll get to that a little bit later. Mr. 2-0 oh. and o last night on my NBA picks. Oh, and you've got an yes. opinion on this one. Oh, I got an opinion. Sounds like you're grabbing a bucket full of points for that one. We'll see when the Trends Play of the Day comes up. Circus Sports sponsors it. All right, coming up at about 10-15, uh, we've been talking about this event and and crossing our fingers that 2021, this event is going to be uh, able to be pulled off. And, and it's, look, it's not for lack of trying, right? There was a pandemic after all. And is what are we referring to? It's the Iowa Mission of Mercy. And it's an incredible, incredible endeavor. And it is a huge endeavor. Um, with uh, all of these dentists from across Iowa getting together at the Varied Industries building this year, uh, November 4th and 5th in the state fairgrounds. So that last time, this Iowa Mission of Mercy, again, this is dentists from all across the state of Iowa. They essentially close their dental offices, pack up everything, and move, in our case this year, to the varied industry buildings where they set up and provide free dental care for a two-day period. Last time it was in Des Moines was 2013. 1,475 people received over a million dollars of free health care during those two days. 
And they're back in Des Moines again. Again, it goes all over the state. It's been, oh, where's it been? Trent, it's been in the east, been in Sioux Falls a couple of times. Sioux City. Sioux City, a um, couple of times. Um, but now back in Des Moines, and they need volunteers, and we are going to help make this a massive event. So what does it entail? Well, teeth cleaning. Um, there's actually some partial bridges yes. that are going to be available on a first-come, cur- first first-served basis. Root canals. That's not cheap. No, not at all. Uh, extractions, fillings. Um, and if you're in the spot where you dental care for whatever reason, it does, uh, well, the reason is you, you got to decide what bills you're going to pay and what you can put off. And sadly, dental care um, is one of those things. And I, I just can't imagine, I've, you know, having a root canal, it's painful as hell. It's, yeah. it's annoying. It's brutal. And having to... Got nothing to do. I, I couldn't imagine it. So, we are going to hear from Dr. Corey coming up here in a uh, in a few minutes to talk more about this. Real quick on the basketball last night, mm-hmm. the Morant dunk is maybe the dunk. Oh man, I mean, they're going to see this one for a long, long time, right? As he posterized Beasley, was it a charge? No, you don't think you think you don't think it no, was. No, I thought no. Beasley might have been set. I'm glad they didn't call it because then it would have been wiped off the record book. And it's an all timer. It's the- an all timer. The the foul call that annoyed me the most was Ja got a foul late in the game. I can't remember exactly where it was. It was a six foul on Beverly. Where oh yes, Morant was completely yes. out of control. Right, he slipped. His foot gave yes. way. Trent. He slipped. He's out of control. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Beasley was there. He was in position, and he gets a six foul. Yeah, uh, it was an awful call. His you can see the foot actually sliding mm-hmm. on the floor. Um, and he loses his balance, and they get the call. But look at Minnesota make a shot. Yeah. Minnesota get a rebound. Get a rebound. Down the stretch. Um, Trent, that was their game. That was their game. In a game where Memphis hits just seven three-pointers. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the T-Wolves are going crazy, in the first, certainly in the first quarter, with the three ball. You get to the free-throw line about even, 21-24 to 24 for the T-Wolves, 26-39 of 39 for mm-hmm. the Grizzlies. On the road, you'll take that. Hell yeah. You have a lead, another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Yep. Two games now. This team mm-hmm. had monster Collapsed. leads and gave it away. Yep. They are as good as Memphis. They were. They they're, are. They're not ready for the moment. I'm wondering. This is old-school thinking of the NBA. Remember how you had to have that ascension? Yes. You have to. You had to build. Right. Absolutely. And it feels like the T-Wolves uh-huh. right now are at the point where they're learning it. And I think there's going to be a lot of sad people, Trent, what obviously when the season comes to an end and maybe as, as soon as, what, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what you have to keep in mind. I totally agree with you that this is the first step in the postseason path after all. Because these guys are all going to be there. Edwards made a mistake. He went after the ball that there. Was unfortunate. Yep. But what I loved, and a lot of 668 last night and 668-1, Watching the post game, watching the twins come back. Oh my God, Trent, that's like little league. <laughs> Just, that, that's a story for another time. But and watching, and, and they're talking to Edwards, and how he took it, and how he accepted. And he said it was a dumb play. That's he, what he, he made said. a mistake, and ah. he owned up to it. Good. He's not an excuse maker. He's not a guy that's going out there. And it, he's twenty years old, right? Do you remember Kobe? That first playoff series that he had way no, back. I don't remember. He was. Brutal. Was he? I'm not saying that Anthony Edwards is turning into Kobe. That's not no, what I'm saying. No, but, no, no. But back to the ascension point yeah. where you see this. And going back to Michael Jordan, 
and trying to get over the hump and the Jordan rules and playing the Pistons and playing the Celtics and getting beat up and all those different things and the learning process it takes in the NBA. The Timberwolves are in a great spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. last night sucked. Mm-hmm. Unless you got Memphis plus 475 when they're down 10 like I did. <laughs> so well, it didn't suck as much. That's right, didn't suck <laughs> as much. But you have to feel great about the future. I think so. This was a guy... Did yeah, they have the right coach? That's another question. Mm-hmm. Though... That play to tie it up. Have you seen anything oh, as beautiful? Wonderfully. The, the, cor- the corner three from yes. Edwards, brilliant, brilliant play call. And, and the pass was so weird. It was a bounce pass. Yeah, it just, it was a thing mm-hmm. of beauty. He got a great shot. And because of that, and Chris Finch does those things. Well, that he drew, if, if that's his work, that was Picasso-like. That yeah. was incredible. One of the most beautiful uh-huh. basketball plays. In yep. comparison to, as I flipped over to the end of the Hawks game, did you see the play that they Trent, had? Trent, was terrible. They were trapped in the corner. Throw it into the corner. They couldn't get it in. They had it out of bounds. They had to use their last time out because they couldn't get it in the first time. Then the second time, what were they trying to do? Uh, Trey Young's not even trying to go get the basketball. He, he just he, drifted I, back towards half court. I, uh, no, I didn't see a ton of it last night, but I didn't think this might be another one of those steps like we're talking about the T-Wolves mm-hmm. for Trey Young, you know, taking a step forward. That was a team that played the Eastern Conference Finals. I know. I know. It. They hey, went a long way. You got a long ways to go, though, mm-hmm. to ascend up. It's not, hey, we made the Eastern Conference Finals. They went 43 yeah. and 39. I know they had injuries, but that was a huge disappointment out of what uh, they were. What did you think of the Pelicans last night? And more importantly, the Suns. I thought, you know what? I thought Chris Paul was gassed. He, <laughs> there was points both in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. The eight-second call, which was his mm-hmm. only turnover mm-hmm. of the game, where he's just huffing it. But Reggie Miller was saying just that. You can see right. how tired he yes. was. Because Alvarado, that dude, it's just all over him. He has a pest all over him. It is got to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, guys don't play that. Even good defenders don't play like that. And his hands are all over him all game <laughs> long, and they don't call a foul. Yeah, there's a reason you get to be 38, 39 years old in the league, right? It starts to take his toll on uh, on you. But he was great last night, no, especially he was. in the first half. First half, he had 16 of his 22. Mm-hmm. So um, he he misses book. Well, the whole team misses Booker. When's he? When's he going to come back? Is I think they said two weeks. So, so two more weeks. So if they get through this one, so maybe for game three, somewhere around that period of time, uh, they may get him back. They're a different team with him, clearly. An entirely different team with him. Um, they need him. They need him. The, the West is wide open. The West is wide open. I think Memphis has a legitimate chance to go a long way. I won't fall off my chair if Memphis is playing in the final. I'm not quite there yet. All right. Jerry Jackson's got to be better. Well, and didn't, foul he trouble. A, didn't he? I had foul trouble. And didn't he have something with his back flare up or something? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not certain. And John Morant still, it's not the job we saw at all, all parts of the season, certainly. That's one, if they're going to do there, we're going to have to see a better version than what we've seen through mm. the first five games. Well, it's it's a great series. It's it's a. It's, I mean, we've been so talking about it. Oh, the the first round of the NBA playoffs, incredible. All right, let's get let's stop. We'll get back to sports, but we've been talking about this event now for three years, and sadly, it wasn't going to take place. Sadly, it's not going to take place this year either. Well, this year. It's going to take place. What we're talking about is the Iowa Mission of Mercy, uh, iowamom.com. That's their website. If you want to volunteer, registration gets open tomorrow. Um, here's what they're looking for, because this is a massive event. Dr. Corey's on hold. He's going to join us to talk more about it. Um, 
dentists, hygienists, assistants, lab techs. And if that does, if you're not one of those, how about setting up and tearing down? Translators are going to be required. Registration assistants. This event is a two-day event. It starts at 6 a.m. in the morning and goes to 5 o'clock on Saturday. So 6 to 5 on Friday, right back again on Saturday the 5th. Dental offices from around the state of Iowa, they converge on whatever the chosen city. This year, it's the capital city. It's our city. And we're going to help make this as big event as we possibly can. Uh, they're having their big kickoff today. There's going to be, I'm sure if you watch the local news, uh, there'll be some news coverage of this later on. But right now, Dr. Corey's going to cut the ribbon on the news conference, and he joins us. Uh, Dr. Corey, uh, my partner's Trent Condon. This is Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me this morning. No, listen, we appreciate it. We are so looking forward to uh, doing what we can to help promote uh, this uh, incredible event. Um, why don't you Why don't you start with some of the services uh, that you and your fellow dentists and hygienists, etc., will be performing once the event go, uh, gets here, uh, November fourth and fifth at the Varied Industries Building uh, at, at the uh, State Fairgrounds. Sure, my pleasure. Um, so th- some of the things that we will be doing um, are ranging for services from just simple cleanings. We can do some root canals on teeth that we think can be saved with just doing um, fillings to cover them. Uh, extractions, of course. Fillings, of course. There are a limited number of partial dentures available, uh, mainly to replace some front teeth. But because that involves a lab, we, we, we can't do is a first come first serve basis so we might not be get to everybody for that but we'll do our best the one thing that we some of the things we don't provide are crowns um, bridges full dentures or implant services those are just take too many days to try to be able to fit into a two-day clinic so we're talking about you know kind of some of the base things that people need and for people out there that want to help out that want to donate either with their time volunteer or di- donate financially is the easiest thing just to go to the website Iowa MOM Iowa Mission of Mercy dot org. Is that the easiest place to get involved? That is the easiest place to get involved, and also you can all Iowa Dental Foundation also has a Venmo account if you just want to mm. um, donate that way. So if you want to look up Venmo and Iowa Dental Association, uh, sorry, Iowa Dental Foundation. I'm sorry, the Iowa Dental Foundation has a Venmo account. Um, so, yep, those are the two easiest ways to donate for sure. Uh, Dr. Corey, this goes back to 2008, and, and I know that um, oh, the number of patients that have been seen during this is remarkable. It's like 15,000 patients. How did this come together? Were you part of it then, or do you know uh, what was behind this incredibly worthwhile endeavor? Uh, that uh, Who came up with the idea uh, and, and has seen it continue to grow year after year? So this was not our idea. Um, uh, we we copied this from another state who started doing it, but we were one of the first ones to, um, and I think it was somewhere in the East Coast. I'm not exactly sure about that. But Dr. Dick Hedinger from Stu City, um, he's the one that spearheaded this whole thing to create this event. And so um, I got involved in it very early, but I was not one of the original founders of, 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 um, of the Iowa Mission of Mercy. So, yeah, with thanks to Dick Hedinger, he got the idea, got the ball rolling. We had our first one in 2008, and you're right. We've seen um, over 15,000 patients and done $10.5 million Jeez. of free dentistry in that time. That's incredible. November 4th and 5th, again, at the Varied Industries Building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds, starting at 6 a.m. So <laughs> people want to get in line. They want to get there. I mean, what time should they get there to get in line and make sure that they have a place there for one of those two days? 
You know, this varies from year to year. Um, lately, um, we've been able to see everybody, but previously when we first started, sometimes we have to cut off the lines. Mm. People sometimes start coming about 4 o'clock um, um, the day before to start getting in line. Wow. And so we try our best to try to get everybody seen. But as the day goes on and we start seeing clinics fill up, you know, we have to cut off some things early. But if, if we're doing, have some other things, clinics that are that are, are still going we can maybe do some more things in those clinics so it kind of just depends on what patients need and then um how many patients um come in order to get something done if you get let in you will be, get at least one service done um and sometimes if we have room we can try to get two services done but that just depends on on the patient flow of the day so it just depends on basically the line do you have a target number as far as how many dentists you would like to see uh whether they can stay for both days or one of the days how many dentists will be you know best case scenario will be involved in this on the 4th and 5th of november yeah we'd like to see about 100 and 120 dentists um wow. and then um auxiliary staff um you can't forget about the hygienist sure. and the um, assistants we can't do any of this without their help as well you know i also want to mention about the the lay volunteers um you know we you know we need about five to six hundred uh, non-dental professionals um people who can speak foreign languages like you've mentioned mm-hmm. um who can help direct patients you know nurses physicians for our medical triage that would be very helpful well as well and we do provide daycare within the mission of mercy for patients so that if they if they bring their kids and we try to see the kids as well we also have a system where then once if the if the family members are still trying to get their dental work we have a daycare so we can take care of their their kids as we are um going through the day and then we also need people to help serve food to both the volunteers and the patients we do serve patient snacks these are long days and they need to be fed throughout the day so we make sure the patients and the volunteers are well fed and well taken care of as well so um, we need all those other people in the services to help us do this as well. So when we do, we need help with the daycare, too. We have some leaders, but people who can help kind of take care of the kids throughout the day, that's important. And I'm assuming once you do get through the line, it's not like you're walking up and there's one, you know, eight-foot table and there's two <laughs> people behind it. Uh, you, you have to have a whole bunch. I mean, the, the registration area itself uh, has to be multiple people doing as much as they can to get as many people through as they can, correct? <laughs> Yeah, and so people go through. So, so first you'll go through and you'll register and then you'll get your folder and then you have to go through medical triage. And that's where we just ask you questions to make sure that we can keep you safe while doing your dentistry. And then you go to the dental triage and then that's where we take our x-rays and that's where we take our um, 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 and, and go through what your needs are. And then we communicate with the patient. The patient may say, hey, listen, I have this tooth right here that's chipped. Um, but if we say you also have this abscess tooth that probably hurt you a little bit more, that might take priority. The patient will always decide in the end, but we might not, we might try to move the patient in a, di- in a different direction depending on what the need gotcha. is. But, you know, that's just where we communicate and figure out what the patient's, um, wants are. So it's always the patient's decisions, uh, to what they want to do for their treatment. Volunteering, of course, donating a big part of this, but also you mentioned, uh, here, Looking for local and statewide businesses for donations. You mentioned those snacks for the people that are in line, meals for all the volunteers that are out there. So if you are a business, if you're a restaurant, whatever it may be, uh, what's the best way? Same thing, go to the website and and find out how you can help out in that direction. 
Yep, or, or, or just call the Iowa Dental Foundation, which is also the Iowa Dental Association office, and um, you can inquire about those types okay. of donations as well. Hmm. So it was uh, over 1,400 people when you guys were here in 2013. It's been a while. COVID played a two-year role in that, a delay in, in getting that to uh, to the capital city. Uh, a number in mm-hmm. the back of your mind, Doc, is how many people you'd like to be able to move through in the two days at the Varied Industries building? I would like to see 1,800 patients. And then um, for monetary value, you know, that's just going to, you know, I think this I think this is going to be one of the bigger ones. I think the dentists and the auxiliary are, are really excited to volunteer, and I think patients are going to have a, um, a big need. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking at, but it's so hard to say. Um, it just depends on how many patients come through. And, sure. And uh, what they need, and how quickly we get them through the line. Uh, I was looking at the website, and there is a, a Spanish uh, translation. It's it's not only in English, but it's there as well in Spanish for the Spanish-speaking uh, folks. That um, yep. uh, so, which which is a great 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 service. Well, look at again, uh, Trent and I will do whatever we can to help promote this. We hope that we get to a point where you guys are saying enough, uh, because you mm-hmm. anticipate the uh, uh, the number of uh, folks that are in need of your services are going to um, make their way down to the Varied Industries building. We'll cross our fingers that the weather cooperates. We um, and, and I think it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful event. And for you guys to do this, um, again, giving up your weekend, essentially shutting your practice down for a, at least a day um, to in order to get here, because it's not just Des Moines dentists, right? There'll be dentists coming from all over the state of Iowa. Oh, absolutely. And that's another thing I'm excited for. We... Some of these people I haven't seen um, since uh, the pandemic, so I love seeing the like-minded um, dentists, hygienists, and assistants that love to help out people every year. There's there's just a great group of a core group of people that do that every year. Uh, anything we didn't cover that you'd like to mention before we let you go? You know, um, I just want to mention. You know, like I said, we don't ask you about anything. Everything's free. We don't care if you have insurance, don't have insurance. We don't care your age. We don't care about anything. We just want to want you to be served by us and we are looking forward to serving you. You know, people have um, economic factors, um, yep. changes in employment. Some people even tell us that they are afraid to see the dentist but feel comfortable seeing us. We have 100% patient satisfaction when we do our service at the end. So we are just looking forward to uh, to seeing um, Iowans. Um, and we also see people from other states, too. They come and see us. So come and see us, and we'll take really good care of, of you. And we're really looking forward to it. The Iowa Mission of Mercy, a two-day event, free or a health care event, where patients receive quality dental care provided by dental professionals. And as Dr. Corey just mentioned, it is free. Dr. Corey, wonderful uh, event. Can't wait to help you guys with uh, what Trent and I could do here as far as uh, getting the word out. Um, I think you'll have, hopefully, a lot of folks will show up. Media entities will show up to cover the uh, press conference today. And we will uh, talk to you throughout the weeks and months ahead as we zero in on the 4th and 5th of November at the Varied Industries Building. Dr. Corey, wonderful work. Thank you for coming on and sharing it with our audience. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great rest of your morning. Yep, thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Dr. Corey. Iowa Mission of Mercy, uh, the website, org. Again, there's a Spanish link as well, um, November 4th and 5th. Dental care, cleaning, partial bridges. That's incredible. It really and truly is. One good, idea. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. 1,400 people last time I was in Des Moines hoping to see 1,800 people, over 100 dentists. I mean, think about that endeavor, right? To to, to not essentially clear out one of your dental rooms mm-hmm. in your in your office building, 
and pack it up, bring it to Des Moines and unpack it and set it up. And then at the end of the day or probably on Sunday, you know, pack it back up again, take it back to wherever it came from and be ready for Monday morning when your patients walk in. Remarkable endeavor. Uh, Thank you to NCMIC, our sponsor. This is how Trent and I are able to do this. Thank you to Nick Mick, NCMIC. We're a little different here as opposed to the Morning Rush and Murph and Andy and the Fanatics. Trent and I are not employees uh, of uh, iHeart. We do this in exchange for blocks of advertising, which we... And find a sponsor like this, and they ask us to help the community outreach, and we do our best to do that. IowaMissionOfMercy.org for more information. Good stuff. That was great. Good stuff. Thank you, Dr. Corey. Uh, Thank you for everybody down at uh, IMOM for uh, including us. All right, let's do this, Trent Condon. Time for another $1,000 home run. Enter this nationwide keyword. That nationwide keyword is pay at kxno.com. It's pay at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. When we come back, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen, will join Trent and I as we'll talk Vikings and the NFC North and stuff with our friend Paul Allen. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Roofing.net. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Continuing on here, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. As promised, let's head north, shall we? He's the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, our sister station in the Twin Cities, 9 to noon, KFAN. He's Paul Allen. Hello, PA. Trenton Ken, how you been? What's going on down there, boys? Good to catch up with you, Paul. It's been a busy offseason. Let's start, first of all, uh, with the new assistant coach. I know you spent some time with Kevin O'Connell, wins a Super Bowl ring with the Rams. The official announcement is made a few days later, becomes the 10th coach in franchise history. I was a big Mike Zimmer guy. I think you, obviously, you and him were had horses together. Um, Kevin O'Connell, your thoughts uh, as he gets set, or as he takes over the reins of the Vikings? Well, it, uh, it's in line with uh, the general manager, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, in that you have so much new. And um, for Kevin, this is going to be the first draft as a head coach, for Kwesi as a GM, where unpredictability reigns supreme. And, uh, you know, when, when we get to play in the games and, um, and thinking about the way Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell, and the L.A. Rams have done it, uh, then offensively, I'm focusing on the middle of the field, specifically weaknesses and liabilities with middle zones and the types of players that, that are requisite of beating that. So, uh, Kevin, Kevin's very bright. Uh, Kevin is very, uh, he's very happy go lucky. He's a very positive guy. Uh, but, uh, when the rubber meets the road, uh, and it's time to, uh, it's time to put those plays together during the game when the crowd's loud and stuff. Uh, that's going to be very, very fun and very interesting. PA, great to talk to you again. Of course, uh, off season, yeah, there's players coming in, players coming out. And we get ready for the draft, but still, it's a quarterback league. Kirk Cousins, where you are with Kirk Cousins as a quarterback going forward, forever long, his tenure continues in Minnesota, and where the fan base is. Is there is there a divide between the two? Well, I, it's hard for me to speak for the fan base, Trent, because I mean that's. I mean, how many people are we talking about? Hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people. So, you know, it's, I'm very keen to not take a very, 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 very small facet of the fan base that people will follow on social media and making it gridiron gospel. Uh, but clearly there are those who have brought up some good points about Kirk. 
um, and um, and handling pressure and um, or lack thereof, and um, and move, moving to extend plays and, and improvising or lack thereof. So that that's all very fair and all very much a part of Kirk Cousins' game. From my standpoint, um, I'm I'm happy he's quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings because he's one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL. Very accurate, great arm strength, scholar of the game. Uh, was was requested to move more and slide better and did it last year. Pretty much everything within his ability that he's been requested to do, he, he's come through. So God didn't wire everybody to be Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. But but Kirk is wired in a way where you can win a lot of games. Uh, now you get to the, the financial wherewithal of it and and money that you know is against the cap and, and prohibits you from the opportunity to a certain extent to be able to better your team through free agency year in and year out. So what's the alternative? The alternative is hitting on a first-round quarterback where you can control the salary for four or five years. But if you do that, say at 12 this year, well, then when's that guy going to play? Probably not till 2024. So the, the best quarterbacks make the most money, and they make the most money for a reason. Kirk's one of them. Indeed he is, and if you don't have one of them, you got to spend a bunch of draft picks to go and get one, as the team I root for did uh, with Russell Wilson coming to Denver. Uh, so let's talk about the draft, Paul. Uh, they draft number 12, as you mentioned. I'm a huge fan of Derek Stingley. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be there at 12. If he is, might he be the guy that they're zeroing in on to help out that secondary? Well, if, if the 4-3 kid from LSU is available at 12, then I can't see him not being the pick from a value standpoint. Forget needs. You see, it's it, like when I do 9 to noon on KFAN, I, I, I won't necessarily implore the fan base, but I'll gently suggest that you and we need to change our minds. And, and subsequently, that'll change our hearts because this has been a vast overhaul of a team. And, and you know, this has not been, let's, Let's uh, throw some Castile foam on this wall. Let's put crown molding up here in, in the living room, and we got a new house. I mean, this has been a reclamation project. This has been an absolute renovation. So when I say change your minds, if the Vikings' base defense is 3-4, is mm-hmm. that'll be the first time in 40 years their base defense has been a 3-4. Got to change your mind with the way you look at things. And that includes the absolute need for a corner back. And, and so with that said, I'm not going to pigeonhole them into that unless Stingley um, or, or maybe the Gardner cat are available. And I don't think either one's going to be available. So now, you know, when it comes to changing our minds because everything is new and Quasi's never done this, what about trading up? I mean, we never trade up because, you know, we want to amass picks. And draft picks are the lifeblood of, of an organization. So, but if Quasey were to trade up a few spots to get what he wanted, that ain't going to surprise me because he has no past performances. Uh, Kenny, this is a first-time starter mm-hmm. who is working a hole in the wind at three-eighths, a half mile, and five-eighths, and now he's going to debut at three-quarters. And he's going to have horses around him who also are fast. And, and maybe some that have raced one, two, three, or four times but they're all in search of breaking their draft-related maiden. And, and Quasey's high, a highly touted first-time starter, and, and now it, it's time to run with the lights on and the fans in the stands. I just hope he debuts with blinkers and nobody knows about it. 
Paul Allen joining us, the voice of the Vikings. PA, I just have a sneaking suspicion. Mock drafts, they are prevalent. A lot of them have Stingley going to the Vikings, but a wide range that you can find out there. What do you think of mock drafts? Uh, well, mock drafts have their place. I mean, I look at them, but I don't look at them as gridiron gospel. I look at them, if I'm formulating an opinion, like today 9 to noon or, or recently 9 to noon, you know, we went through scenarios where if, hey, uh, this Thibodeau cat or Gardner or Stingley or uh, this nice defensive lineman from Georgia you may want. Or Hamilton. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Um, Garrett Wilson, one of my favorite receivers in the draft, mm-hmm. say none of them are available. Would you consider quarterback at 12? So then I'll go to a mock, mostly with NFL.com, like, like mm-hmm. Bucky Brooks and then Daniel Jeremiah. Just, just people who over the years I know are talking to other people. Now, I'm reliant by football faith to, to assume that they're talking to people and that's leading them to veracity with their mocks. But it's more so to see who's putting Willis ahead of Pickett, who has Pickett in the top 10, who has this, this fast-charging Cincinnati guy in the top 15, top 20. So that's pretty much what I use mocks for. But, but mock drafts have their place. But at the end of the equation, if you go ahead and take 10 of them and look 1 through 32, the, the accuracy is going to be below 10%. Uh, but they're fun. Uh, they're fun to talk about. And um, quite honestly, I enjoy them. Does Kyle Hamilton make sense if he's there at 12? Didn't finish the year. But, you know, middle of the year with Notre Dame, PA, this was a no doubt about it, you know, top five pick. Uh, he seems to have fallen out of the top 10. They have to consider him if he's there, right? Well, he, I mean, yeah, he does make sense. He's one of the five or six where if best laid plans go amiss, would you consider a quarterback at 12, which I would, uh, because it's fortification. It's nothing against Kirk. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Kirk, Kirk holds the sledgehammer here, man, with this cash. And, and, and Kirk's good. So you want to keep Kirk, but is he good enough to get you to a Super Bowl that's yet to be determined? But the bottom line is the, the cash side of it is extremely high. And, and he has all of the leverage in that situation. So, so a quarterback at 12, like I really like this Malik Willis cat a lot. Yeah. I think two or three, uh, two or three years down the road, you're going to be able to do some damage with this guy. Um, and if he were there at 12 and, you know, there were two or three guys you really wanted who aren't available, personally speaking, that's what I would do. Now, now back to Stingley for a second. His, our, our DB's coach, Durante Jones, he was here three years ago, then he left and went to LSU for last year, and then now he's back. So he was Stingley's position coach at LSU. So just keep that in mind because he knows where all the bones are buried on this speedy kid. When it gets to Hamilton, I love him. Um, he's not super fast, and he could be a liability in the deep passing game, but he is an absolute scholar of the game who would be drafted by a team where – I mean, it's a very scholarly group they have assembled uh, with the way they're looking at margin rules and algo- algorithms and, and analytics getting you to a number which gets you to a player. And I like that. I'm not like old guy get off my lawn and I've only seen it done one way. I, I like the deduction. Now I want to see if the reasoning leads to, leads to superlative performances. And again, it's a first-time starter we're talking about here. So, so we don't have any past performances. With Hamilton, the, the, the thing that concerns me a little bit about that position is it's really, I've just learned over the years, boys, that it's, 
it's easiest to scheme a safety out of a game, really, than any other position. And that includes cornerback because, you know, like last year, Patrick Peterson, I mean, he, he would get no looks game after game after game because Breland was terrible and Dantzler was struggling. So everybody went to that side of the field. But eventually you cover it up and then they got to go to the other side. From a safety standpoint, and, and just my, my, my eyes really got open to this last year uh, when we played the L.A. Rams and they played on a Tuesday and had a short week. So, therefore, they're going to have a truncated game plan, and a lot of things are going to be condensed. And the way they took Eric Hendricks and Harrison Smith out of the equation with faking Van Jefferson, speedy receiver from Florida, they faked him on the jet sweep 13 times and didn't give it to him once. Mm. But Kendricks and, and Smith had to recognize it, and it had merit. But meanwhile, while they're faking the jet, they're running Sony Michelle the other way. And, and Harrison Smith and or um, Kendricks are on the other side of the field. So it's just safeties are easy to scheme out of games if you do it the right way. And that, that it kind of slows me on Hamilton a little bit. Paul, I uh, was reading the Star Tribune in preparation and an article not really dealing with the Vikings, but it seems like a gopher always ends up on the roster seemingly every single year. But I was shocked by this. Of course, Daniel Flaley, the big offensive lineman, 6'8", nearly 400 pounds. He's going to be drafted probably sometime on Friday. The Gophers haven't had an offensive lineman drafted in 16 years. What an indictment that is in the Gopher football program. Right, uh, but it also shows you what's important to P.J. Fleck because, I mean, the, the to have uh, first of all, this, this is an IMG reclamation project who didn't start playing football until like seven years ago or maybe eight, you know, and, and he's massive. So we start there. He has good feet. We continue there and he's, he's naturally gifted so much so that it, that he might be drafted in the first round or he, he certainly would go Friday. Like you said, Trent. Um, but when it comes to the indictment on the golden Gophers football team, you know, you people, you can point to offensive linemen when, when they had Mark Setterstrom, he played for the Rams. Uh, Greg Esslinger won the Remington. He ended up playing for Kenny's Broncos. Um, and that was during the Glenn Mason time where, you know, they were coming to Kinnick and competing better than, than they, they do of late. They were going to the horseshoe and beating the number one or two team in the country in Ohio State. Likewise for the Nittany Lions about 20 years ago. Well, well, PJ is, I mean, he's doing about the best job we've seen since Mason left to get it to that form of relevance. And the thing that I like most about P.J. in this offensive piece is he knows it starts with the offensive line. And he just has Matt. Like, they got this Michigan transfer. I mean, this, this I, don't, I don't know what led to the portal or the transfer or whatever, but I think this kid's going to be really good. And then in a, in a passing era, he still wants to run to set up the play action for these receivers he has that keep getting into the NFL, like Bateman and Johnson. So Fa Lele is a guy I wouldn't mind the Minnesota Vikings sniffing around because they, they need a swing tackle. I mean, until Darasaw shows he can play every game and O'Neal's elite, you need a new Rashad Hill mm-hmm. who can play both sides, is big, strong, and athletic. And I think Fa Lele could be that guy. 30 seconds, Paul. I've been very gracious with your time. Thank you for doing this for us. With this offseason, I haven't loved what the Packers have done. Have the Vikings closed the gap on Green Bay? Well, as long as Aaron Rodgers is upright and in uniform, they rightfully should be prohibitively favored to win the league. 
Uh, we did uh, win the division. We did beat them once last year, and you got to draw a line through the game at Lambeau because of the quarterback situation. Um, but, yes, the Minnesota Vikings can win the division. The addition of some players on defense also should lead you to the right answer with the draft in the first round, where if you're really going to allocate all of those assets from Harrison Smith to redoing uh, Daniil and, and Zadarius Smith, and you bring back Peterson, just uh, Chandon Sullivan cost a little bit, everything they did. Are they really going to double down at 12 with defense again? I think they go offense. I think they go receiver. Great stuff, Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. PA, thank you as always for doing this. Great to catch up with it. Uh, catch up with you. I know our audience appreciates. Thanks, Paul. And anytime, boys. Call more often, and God bless. Good to talk to you. Thank you, PA. Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll get our time out. Come back and finish things up. Miller and Condon in this hour, anyways. Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point. Call one eight hundred bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Again, our thanks to Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings in a second. Reading mock mock drafts. Mm -hmm. Trent, there's not going to be a player from the Big 12 chosen in the first round. Wow, yeah. Let's open up the Condon Casino and offer that prop. Right. And then while we're going there, go one step further, will Brees Hall be the first Big 12 player to be drafted? Give you two to one, you're buying? Plus 250? Yeah, I think that I I, uh, would step up in line at the Condon Casino and make that play. (laughs) There's not going to be a Big 12. More than likely. Brees Hall is probably the best chance. I think he is. Is there a chance? I mean, there's a chance he goes. You mentioned Buffalo yesterday. That Buffalo, makes a ton of sense. How about Kansas City? They got two picks. They can't be Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I thought was just going to be yes. a pain in the you know what. He has not taken those strides. They need a running game. They, I mean, they, I would think, are going to need a pass catching running back now that, you know, Tyreek Hill, that threat's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to be more balanced. And that would do it. Maybe. But they just did that two years ago. Yeah, that's I don't true see with the happening. final pick in the first round. They need they so did. much help still defensively. Mm-hmm. That's more of a luxury item. Okay, so two Buffalo? years ago it was a luxury item. Buffalo, yes, that's a ready-made team. Mm-hmm. Look at that roster. They're the favorites in the AFC in a stacked AFC. They should be the favorites in everything. They are. They're stacked. Yeah, I mean, you can't put that loss on Josh Allen. No, last year. hell no. They, they didn't get an opportunity. No, not at all. That's what the loss is on the twelve seconds. Right. Good God. What an unbelievable thing. How about you cover Kelsey? Just an idea. Yeah, well, you say that about a lot of teams. Uh, PA thinks the Vikings go in the North. Can they? No. I See, I'm not, I think it's going to be close. I think the days of Green Bay winning 13 games and winning the division by comfortably three right. or four games, I think those, uh, those, those days are over. They're rebuilding. Green Bay is? No, Minnesota. They're rebuilding. On the defense, they are. Yes. Um, Anthony Barr's not going to be there. He'll he'll have games where he'll look great, mm-hmm. and he'll have games where he looks brutal. Yeah, I think he's. A, I think PA's fair when he said he's a top ten quarterback. He's right on the. He's right in that range. He's not in the top. No, 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 no. Top ten. Top ten quarterbacks in in the league. Find find me ten better. Do we have time? We got time. All right. Josh Allen won. Yes. Uh, that's the only one in the in the AFC East. All right. All right, you, all right. We're gonna go division by division. Division okay. by division. Let, let me bring it up here. Okay. All right. Get out the old standings. Josh Allen won. 
Yes. Joe Burrow, oh, let's go to the North. Joe Burrow, too? Yes. Lamar Jackson? Yes. Okay. Nobody that was an MVP. Else? No, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying okay. he doesn't belong there. I agree with you. Brown Steelers, no. No. Uh, Texans, no. Colts, Matt Ryan's too old. Jacksonville, Lawrence isn't there. Ryan Tannehill? Same line. Same line. Very close. But I'll, yes, I'll, the nod to Cousins. I'll take Cousins by an inch. Russell Wilson, four. Patrick Mahomes, five. Justin Herbert, six. You agree there? David Carr, seven. You like Carr better? Oh, absolutely. He's on that same line. I'll give you that. Uh, Prescott, eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commanders, Eagles, Giants, no. no. Bears, no. no. Lions, no. Closer than you think. Lion or With Goff. Do you really? I think so. Okay. So where are we at? Eight? Rodgers is nine. Yeah. Atlanta? No. No. Carolina? No. No. Saints? No. Brady? Ten. We've only got one division left, TC. Lance? No. Stafford? Yes. That's 11. Murray? Yes. You think so? Oh, God. They're going to cut him. Come on. Come on. They're not cutting Kyler Murray. Well, they they hemmed and hawed. Have they picked up his fifth year option? Garoppolo, yet? Garoppolo? healthy. No, they, but Lance yes. is going to get the gig. They're gonna, they, they're shipping Garoppolo out of town. He's not tomorrow. a top ten quarterback. Top twelve, Drew Locke. No, <laughs> no. Top twelve, maybe. Certainly, but not close the top 10. to ten, though. I'll give close. you. I'll give you ten, eleven, twelve. Not not any better than ten, but ten, eleven, twelve for Cousins. Close. I don't think he's the problem in in, in Minnesota. But he's I, also not the solution. No, but maybe this new coaching staff will help. Maybe, maybe the, uh, I mean, he's got his offensive coordinator. The Super Bowl winner is now his head coach. We'll tap into something. Maybe. That defense needs a ton of work. They do. Going to a 3-4. Like the linebackers. Harrison Smith's getting old. Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson is old. Yes, he is. Um, we'll see. Can, so can you, you see a scenario where the Vikings are 11-6 and six or better? Oh, I don't think no. so. I think ten and seven is the high I water do too. So the Packers are going to be nine and eight. No, but I don't think they win thirteen. I think they win eleven. Okay, eleven and six. Nah, that's fair. So you can make an argument, but even with that argument, it's difficult to see the Vikings winning the division. The Bears aren't winning. The well, division. I hope that that game is played on the final week of the regular season. I hope we get Packers and Vikings. I don't care where it is. Yes, I do. I hope it's outside. <laughs> In January for Sunday. And have Chicago-Detroit be the... And that would be the other one. Yes. Yeah, that would be the um, that would be the noon kick <laughs> for, um, well, I don't know what it would be for. Who knows? I read a little bit more last night about the what you mentioned yesterday about the NFL going with the three games on Christmas yes, Day. Yes, how about that? Now, I didn't realize that it fell on a Sunday this year. Right. So that makes a lot more sense. Well, they're giving us one on Christmas Eve night, too. Yes. And the rest of the slate will be played on Christmas Eve day. Right. So it makes sense in that fashion that they're doing it. And I saw a quote from somebody in the NFL basically saying, yeah, I know this is kind of the NBA's time, but... So what? Right. Right. We know that this works incredibly well, and when it falls on a Sunday, we're going to go there. I got news for the NBA. King football just showed up. Uh And King football is going to win the day. PA mentioned he likes Malik Willis. I also like Malik Willis. Uh Uh-huh. Did I, you get the sense of PA without saying cuz like he's very uh guarded not he's very careful mm-hmm. if he gets some intel he kind of throws it out there a little bit without actually saying Yeah it's not just an outright Right yeah. and we've got to know that part of him over the years 
You know, I, I left the uh, our conversation speaking with him and texted my son and said, I wouldn't be surprised if your squad takes quarterback at 12. Yeah. That's kind of was my take from from uh, listening to Paul. Hearing that, if Malik Willis is sitting there? It makes you wonder, right? Mm-hmm. Did they pull the trigger? Look, Stingley's not going to be there. No. I think it was a pipe dream he's going to be there at 12. He's... I, I I open up a mock today. He's got him going three to Houston. He's one of the, uh, the. I think he's the top betting choice right now to be the third pick. Is he really? Yeah. Who's he, number one? Is it is it uh, Walker or Hutchinson? It's are they tied? Let me bring up. Uh, I got an email. This is from offshore, but it still for our purposes works because well we can't bet it here in our state. First overall pick, Trayvon Walker, the favorite, five to six. So you're laying a little yeah, juice there. Yeah. Hutchinson two to one. Uh, Kwanu just short of six to one. So that's for the first overall pick. Second overall pick. Hutchinson, the big favorite there, four to nine, laying a big price there. Thibodeau, the second choice, number three overall. Stingley at three to one, Sauce Gardner at four mm-hmm. to one, Trayvon Walker five uh, nine to two, Iquanu five to one, Evan Neal six to one, Thibodeau seven to one. There, there's something is, lingering. Is is that the uh, the site that has the over under that put Linderbaum at twenty eight and a half? Ah, uh, might have been, might have been. Yeah, I hadn't scrolled that way. Through. Yeah, because Circa did not list him in their list of uh, about twenty five players yesterday. They also have listed here which each team will draft first, what position. Mm. So for the Bears, wide receivers, the favorite two to one, cornerback four to one. Your Denver Broncos with their first pick, linebacker, the betting favorite, really at five to two. The Packers, wide receiver, no surprise there. Yeah, at five to nine though. Kind of juicy in some of those other ones since they have those two picks and maybe the guy that they really like isn't there and they wait for that second pick to to actually go. So, yeah, interesting. Kansas City, uh, it is wide receiver also for them. Even money, that's their top choice. So just some of the betting odds that are out there. Unfortunately, not available. Not in available state. in the wonderful state of Iowa. Well, you know, we can't complain too loud. Nah. We've got sports wagering and yep. how much better is... Uh, well, you can debate that for yourselves. We certainly think it enhances the game viewing experience. Speaking of the NFL draft, going to be out Iowa tap room in the basement. Ken's not so so today. You're season. doing that today is our mock draft. Stop on out three to six. Chance for you to make a selection here live on the air on KXNO. All right, Big Twelve conversation kicks off hour number two. David Kaplan from Chicago at eleven thirty. Come on back. One.